And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Luke 1, 28. We are a people called by God to positively impact and influence our generation. We are a living spring to a thirsty world, a place where imperfect people find true joy, genuine friendship, and practical truth for living from the Bible. We have entered a year of divine favor. This is a place where you are being singled out by God for special treatment at His exclusive and unquestionable bidding and pleasure. It means you have somehow found favor with God against all odds. You are stepping into a place where natural laws and normal course of events are altered, canceled, or suspended just for you. You will either be pulled out of the line or your line will become unique and different from others. You will stand out and be outstanding. God's supernatural favor flowing into your life is not based on your background, color, looks, or personality. God's favor is based on His Word and believing what it says about you. Favor will break through any barrier set before you. You will have favor with God and with men. Favor will help you achieve your goals and fulfill your divine destiny in Christ. God will raise men to invest their time, resources, and credibility over your destiny. By the favor of God, you will produce enviable results. There will be favor for properties, favor for promotion. Wherever you suffered harm and disadvantage, God will turn it into your advantage. You will receive favor for new heights and new levels. The wind of divine favor is released in your direction. God will cause your enemies to show you favor. People will pursue you to bless you. 2022 our year of divine favor. Get ready for the Word of God as we welcome our senior pastor, Reverend Kingsley Ayesu. Hello, family. This is Kingsley here. First of all, I would like to say a big thank you for your support and for being a part of what God is doing through our ministry. You are so appreciated, and I hope these messages are adding value to your life in a tremendous way. People sometimes ask, well, why should I come to Christ Covenant Chapel? Christ Covenant Chapel is a great church where God is developing people to positively impact our generation. We are a family-oriented church where everybody is somebody. We want to produce content, the life-giving content to help as many people as possible to change their lives. That is what our ministry is all about. Thank you for supporting us on Instagram, Facebook, and right here on YouTube. You are getting ready to listen to a life-transforming message. Thank you for your prayers and support. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Be blessed. So we are reading Matthew 27. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to releasing to the multitude one prisoner that they wished now you have to understand that it is a custom it's a tradition that a prisoner must be released but so it's, it's like the presidential pardon right but the presidential pardon is by the prerogative of the president but in this case the governor is obligated to release to the people whom they want to be released. So it was in the hands of the people to decide. Okay. Now, and at that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. If you watch the passion of Christ, I just like the guy's face. I don't know where they got him from. But I'm not sure even if his own mama likes him. I mean, the guy looks at, I mean, you know when you do altar call, everybody comes. He's the type that I'm, I am sure even when he comes, God says, this one, no, no. Go back. Go back. But he says, and they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. 
Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you? Barabbas or Jesus who is called Christ? Now, just a little bit of... Um, um, in the, in the original manuscript, the original text, that thing reads, Whom do you want me to release to you? Jesus, Barabbas, or Jesus who is called Christ? Barabbas' full name was Jesus Barabbas, Yeshua Barabbas. When they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you? Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who is called Christ. Bar means son of. So we have Simon by Jonah. It means Simon, the son of Jonah. Right? So Bar Abbas is actually not his name. It's, it's like Jesus, son of Abbas. And in Aramaic, Abbas means earth. So the question was this, should we release to you, should I release to you Jesus son of the earth or Jesus the son of God? Who do you want? And Bible told us that he is notorious, we'll get into it. Let me, let me read my thing. Are you, are you following us? For he knew that they had handled him over because of envy. Have people ever done things to you because of envy? Okay, please, don't be too spiritual. Today is... Bible is telling us that the only reason they brought Jesus Christ is because of what? Envy. Okay, let's read. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, the wife sent to him saying, have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things today in, the dream, in a dream because of him. That, that's another message for another day. So let's just skip right over it. Because if I get into that one, I won't go. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. Which people are asking for the destruction of the Messiah again? The chief priests and the elders. It is only the church that kills its saviors. It's only the church. It's only the church that destroys its prophets. The world knows how to protect their heroes. They will cover you up. They will keep it secret. They will hide it. And so this one, Pastor David, this is an inside job. My brother Oboku in, in New York, he said to me, he said, listen, if an alligator comes from the, from the river, to tell you that a frog has done whatever, you don't dispute it. It is true. The elders, the chief priest, persuaded the people it is not the masses so it is the leadership of the church persuading the people to ask Pilate to kill the savior so in reality the people are innocent Now, let me finish it up. The governor answered and said to them, which of the two do you want me to release to you? Now, you already asked the question, they answered you. But you see, 
Father, help me in Jesus' name. Amen. Sit down. Sit down. You see, Pilate is in a fixed. All right? Pilate is in a bad situation. There has been a lot of revolt in his territory under him. And Rome, I'm giving a historical background to the text. Rome has sent a message to him that if there is one more revolt, you'll be removed. One more insurrection, and you are coming to Italy. So the guy is in a fix. He wants to make sure that there is no chaos in the city. So he comes back and he asks them the question again. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, what then shall I do with Jesus who is called Christ? They already told you what to do. They said, destroy him. Do you realize that Pilate is trying to have, find a loophole somewhere to release Jesus Christ and so appease the elders and the chief priests so there is no insurrection. Now, they said to him, let him be crucified. Then the governor said, why? What evil has he done? You see, some of you, you think that people are going to be envious of you because you did something wrong. Or because you did, listen, you don't have to do anything wrong for people to not like you. Sometimes people volunteer themselves not to like you just because they don't like you. Sometimes even the way you walk, it irritates somebody. Yeah, I'm telling you, seriously. Some people don't even like you because of the way you smile. It makes them angry. He said, why? What evil has he done? But they cried out all the more saying, let him be crucified. Pilate is saying, give me a reason to kill him. I don't have a problem killing him. I'll just give it order to kill him. But give me, why are we killing him? Just kill him. Why are you doing this to this man? What did he do to you wrong? I don't care. Just... When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, Pilate realized that there's no way. These people are bent on evil. These people are bent on destroying this man. These people are bent on making sure that this man, the son of God, the son of heaven, does not live. Hmm. But you see, <laughs> They meant it for evil. They meant it for evil. They meant it for evil, Pastor Prince. They meant it for evil. What they didn't understand was that that thing they meant for evil, God was going to turn it around for good. Whatever they have plotted against you for evil, by reason of the resurrection, I came to announce to somebody, God will pick that same thing and turn it around for good. <laughs> but rather than the tumult, please, I'm, I'm not done. Tumult was rising. He took water and washed his hands before the multitude saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You see to it. And all the people answered and said, his blood be on us and our children. You see, this is the part, this is the nonsense that I don't like. If you want the blood to be on you, why add your next generation? Why don't you just take it for yourself? Why add your children? But you see, when evil is perpetuating itself, it stops to think. It doesn't think. It doesn't. Evil doesn't think. Wickedness doesn't think. When the heart of man, the depraved nature of man, gets into sin, 
all faculties of his brains ceases to function. That is why sometimes you do things around yourself. Did I do that? Yeah. You did. You did. And he says that his blood be on us and our children. Then he released Barabbas to them. And when he has scorched Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. I wish I was dealing with everything that happened to explain things because the guy is going to be crucified. Why whip him? They are going to kill him. So what is the point of whipping him? But he had to be whipped because of you and I. Okay, we'll wrap it up. Can we Do you have time? Because yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to talk to us this morning. See, the church has become very effect, very uh, uh, busy, but not effective. We are busy, but not effective. I was telling somebody yesterday, I don't know if it was the, um, 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 the, the moment with the youth and things, that just because you see a crowd gathering somewhere doesn't mean God is there. I, when, I, when I understood the kingdom of God, Pastor Enoch, I realized that I have been miseducated. I realized I have been miseducated because I grew up in a Pentecostal background and the kinds of things they taught us about God. I thought God was sitting somewhere waiting for me to do wrong and then he will have an opportunity to punish me. And so I lived my entire life. I, I'm, I'm not even kidding you. From, from, from going from um, 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 secondary school, form one to upper six, I won't even spit. Because I, I, I knew God was sitting somewhere waiting. And then I decided to read this book for myself. And I realized that I have been miseducated. You see, to be miseducated means that you have mastered in foolishness. Hello. No, 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 don't get me wrong. I am not a saint. I mean, even right now. I am not a saint. I mean, unless you think of a saint as a sinner who fails and keeps trying to get back up, then, then I qualify. I knew you weren't going to say amen. amen. You know why? Because that is your story too. Often we are very judgmental of other people, you know. But when we throw mud at others, Not only do we lose a lot of ground, but we also get our own hands dirty. Okay. The truth is that my past is erased. My future is bright. And I am heading to a place new. That is my story. What about yours? This morning we are concluding our three-day conference titled Guilty But Set Free. Guilty But Set Free. When we say somebody is guilty, it means that the person has been justly charged or is justly chargeable with or responsible for a grave breach of conduct or of a crime. Now, 
It, mean, it doesn't mean that you are suspected. Guilty means that Pastor David made us understand all the evidences have been gathered. They've been presented before, not before a kangaroo court, but before a just court. And the evidence points to the fact that you did it. And the judgments have been passed justly that you, you are guilty. So this one, it is not, they say, they say, okay, okay, you did it. You are guilty. Hello? Now, we need to understand that you are. Because sometimes yeah, they are talking about me, but you did it. See, it's one thing when they are saying things about you that is not true. It's they made it up. Okay, but but what do you do when what they are saying is true? You are guilty. You are guilty. No, no, you are guilty. Hello. Guilty as charged. <laughs> are you are you okay? this morning, listen, in spite of where you, have, you may have been in life or how you may have lived your life, because of what Christ has done on the cross, you can now live a life of victory because you have been set free. That was a good place to clap. Media, you're going to have to do something about my, my, my thing. And you see, the good thing about this is that one thing I've realized with God is that God always likes to use messed up people. He just, God just has an affinity towards the rejects of society. Are you okay? No, we'll get there. Don't worry, we'll get there. But you see, this is the thing. Let's say you buy a Chevy, all right? A Chevy of, uh, let's say, 1967, right? If you bought it in 1967, that Chevy will cost $3,500. Okay. But if you find that same 1967 Chevy in a junkyard with holes in it, beating and battered, and you put it together, that Chevy of 3005 now will cost $80,000. Why? It means that when you are beaten and battered and God puts you together, you are worth more. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Now, you are worth more than what you used to be. That is why some of us, we look that, the way we look. We look fine. We look fine. And people see and they don't get it. After everything that she's been through, she should be crying. She should look messed up. She should be battered. But she looks better than before she went through. Well, God just put her together. And when God puts you together, you look more better. You are more wet. You are more valuable than when they... Somebody shout guilty, but set free. Amen. There you go. I don't know if it's, it's some base I need or something, but I, I need something. In, in, you know, I'm not a sound man, so I don't know what you do back there, but when it's not working right, that one I know. In 1769, a law was proposed by William Blackstone. And the law said, the law holds that it is better that 10 guilty persons escape. It is better that 10 guilty persons do what? Escape than that one innocent man suffers. It is better than 10 guilty. Guilty, they, they, they've done it. It is better than 10 guilty men 
will escape and go free than for us to punish one innocent man. Okay. In 1895, the U.S. Supreme Court case stated, and I quote, it is better to let the crime of a guilty person go unpunished than to condemn the innocent. It is better. Let society live with it. That a man who was guilty walked away free than to punish somebody who is innocent. I guess Jesus didn't hear the law. Because 2,000 years ago, that's exactly what happened. A guilty man was set free and an innocent man was punished in his place. Somebody say guilty. guilty. Or say like a believer, guilty. guilty. You know, it's okay to say it. It's okay. Say it, guilty. guilty. Okay, let me try this way. Say, I am guilty. I am guilty. See, I want you to say it until you believe it. I am guilty. <laughs> let's see, let's see. <laughs> okay. You know, every sin will be punished, right? Every sin will be punished. It doesn't matter what, every sin will be punished. There are one of two ways. Either you receive the punishment yourself or you let Jesus carry it out for you. But the choice is yours. Hello? Are you okay? You can choose and say, I will carry it myself. Or you can say, Jesus, I surrender to you. You take care of it. Hmm? And then you can walk. Can you imagine Okay, let me not get ahead of myself. You know, how, I, I'm just trying to imagine how Barabbas felt that day. Because he was on death row. And within 24 hours, the man is walking away free. I'm sure any time he will check his back and see, are they coming? Did Pilate change his mind? I'm forgiven. Because you were forsaken, I'm accepted. You were condemned. I'm alive and well. Your spirit lives within me because you died and rose again. I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted. You were condemned. I'm alive and well. Your spirit lives within me because you died. Rose again, amazing love. Amazing love. How can it be? You, my king, will die for me. Amazing love. I know. a story of two friends they were friends from grade school all the way through high school through college in college one studied business and the other studied law the lawyer did well the businessman did very well but in his crooked ways he did all kinds of things and got in trouble with the law 
And when the judge, it was a very high profile case. This is not a makeup story, it's a true story. High profile case. The whole nation was looking at the story. And when a judge was picked to sit over the case, it happens to be his friend. And they brought all the charges before the judge, and the judge knew that his friend was guilty. And on that day, he looked at his friend and says, as a judge, I condemn you. You are guilty. All the evidence shows that you are guilty. This is the fine. Millions of dollars. At this time, the businessman is broken. He, he's, he, he doesn't have the money. There is absolutely no way. So it was either he pays or he goes to jail for the rest of his life. The judge, his friend, gave the sentence, gave the judgment, gave how much he's supposed to pay. And then when the judgment was passed, the friend stood there and said, I don't have the money to pay for it. He said, then you are going to jail. He said, I don't. The judge got off from his bench, came and stood in front of him, took off his robe, and stood by him. Come here, my dear. Stood by him and said, as a judge, I condemn you. But as your friend, he took his checkbook, wrote the check out, and said, here, take it. Pay the bill and go. As a judge, you are condemned, but as your friend, you won't go to jail for as long as I live. Listen, we have a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And 2,000 years ago, Pastor, David, Pastor Enoch, he stood and said that, you are my friend. And for you to die, for you to go to jail, I will rather die. I will go on a cross. I will take the shame. I will take the pain. I will hang on Calvary's cross. But you, you are free. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what Christ has done for us. We were guilty by every definition of the word, but we didn't pay a dime. He paid it all. Listen, when we look at the law, I'm coming down your aisle now. We find ourselves nothing but condemned. For the law of God says that sin will be condemned and punished. Listen, if you have broken the law once, you are guilty. If you have fallen short of even one part, one point of the law, you are guilty. James wrote in James chapter 2 verse 10, he said, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point, he has become accountable for all of it. This is not Old Testament, new. I know some of you, you've been very good. You've done nine out of the ten. Superhuman beings. Nine out of the ten. God sent me to tell you that because of that one, you are guilty of all ten. As I'm saying, ah, but it's not fair. At least I had 90 out of 100. He made the law. He decides how he will break it. He said if you break one, you are guilty of all 10. What's your problem? Somebody say, I am guilty. <laughs> Let me ask you, have you ever been envious? Like the high priest. Have you ever gossiped? Let me, this one will help somebody. Have you ever slept in when you're supposed to come to church? Yeah. You are guilty. Yeah. You know, you know, Brackletus, you know, one of the things we do is that a lot of us, we find the things that we don't do and others are doing and then we say they are guilty, they are sinners. We, we are okay. You think God is like a man, eh? Somebody say, I'm guilty. Okay, you see, now, now I, I don't want to be like Isaiah. I've been telling you, I'm guilty, you're guilty. Now everybody point your hand at me and say, you are guilty. No, me, to me, to me. Tell me I'm guilty, say. Me too, I want to hear it. You too, you are guilty. 
had to cut. You too, you are guilty. <laughs> Listen, the point is, brother, no one can stand before a righteous God, a holy God, and be innocent. Nobody. God is too holy for you to be perfect standing before him. And sometimes when you see holy men cry and broken down and beating, it is not because they have messed up. It is because the closer you get to the light, the more you see the stains in your clothes. And the closer we get to Jesus, the more humbled we are becoming because we realize, but for the cross. Listen, but for grace, here goes I. So, let me get to my point. I only have two points for you. That's why I was talking plenty. Listen, if you think you are a good person, think again. Because no one is good except God. So, the point, listen, in Christ's suffering, in his death, in his resurrection, God extends his gracious and generous hand to us with this gift of eternal mercy and eternal life. All you have to do is just accept it. He gave his life as a ransom to, for you. So, point number one, I'm not going to spend too much time on that fact. I just want to talk about how we did. So, point number one, guilty. Are you tired of hearing it? Don't worry, you hear it again. Guilty. As charged. Guilt. Pastor David. Barabbas was guilty. He was. He was an insurrectionist. And during the insurrection, insurrection is an act of or an instance of rising in revolt or rebellion or resistance against civil authority or an established government. And he rose up against the Roman government. And, and in the insurrection, he murdered a person. So he was not just an insurrectionist, he was a murderer. So he was facing death, capital punishment. And what some of you may not know is that that day was his execution day. Barabbas was to be executed that day. Like Barabbas, you are also guilty. You did it. You see, we cast stones because somewhere in our minds, what somebody else has done is much more despicable than the thing that we have done in our lives. And so when, when we pick up our stones to come and stone, remember Jesus Christ from last Friday, you heard it, Pastor David did such an awesome job. Jesus Christ said, let him who has no sin cast the first stone. You see, the law which they were quoting to Jesus says that the person who finds you to be guilty gets the privilege of throwing the first stone. And the person throws the first stone at such a strategic place that you are maimed and then the rest will continue throwing until you die. And, and they had come to stone this woman because she was caught in the very act. And Jesus said, okay, let the one who has no sin throw the first stone and then the rest will follow. We are still waiting for the stone. Somebody sent something on our platform. Um, one of the schools I went to, one of our platforms, and said, a pastor stood up and said, a man who has not cheated on his wife before should say the last prayer. He said they are still in the church. No, no, but thank God in this church we have men who haven't done that before. Yeah. 
So here we will close. We will close. Hello. Today, I really want to share a message that deals with practical things in our life, that deals with everyday things in our life. All of us, all right, I'll finish. All of us have faced some level of guilt. If you have a conscience, if you have a conscience, you face some guilt at some point. And, and how we respond to that guilt and how long we allow it to drag us down and pull us along will determine whether we have matured in the faith or not. So it is not that you missed it, but the guilt you are holding. Because listen, Pastor David, last Wednesday you, you, you touched on it. Sometimes it is not what people are saying. Sometimes it is what you are saying to yourself. The inner guilt. And so sometimes when you are guilty, some people are staring and, and talking about their own business, whatever, and you, you turn around and they also turn around just because human nature is like that. And you see, you think they are talking about you. And for all you know, it has nothing to do with you. But that is what guilt can do to a man. That is why Pastor David was telling you, when somebody is guilty, they don't need you to remind them. They know. They know. They know. They know, trust me. They know. A trespasser knows they have trespassed. I was praying and I think I was talking about, you know, the, the um, Lord's Prayer, forgive us our trespass. And when we, we were driving in the car, my daughter asked me, said, Daddy, what is trespass? I said, No, trespass is sin. He said, Why didn't you just say sin? Why say trespass? So for those of you who don't know what trespass is, it's sin. <laughs> but you see, the reality is that guilt only occurs in places where we care. Are you, are you still here with me? Today I want to teach you something. The next 10 minutes, don't worry, I won't be too long. Because, listen, there is not a single person in this room who has not made a bad choice at some point in your life. Made a bad choice, a bad decision. Turn some way. But you see, when you have guilt in a positive way, it comes an, as an indication that I am not living my best life. When a man has guilt, listen, it means that there is a good something in me and that is not what I have shown to you. And so I am guilty because I can do better than this. So when people are going through gifts, trust me, there is someone inside of them that knows that what they did is wrong. But the reason why they are guilty, means Alote, is because they know they can do better. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. I may have done what they said I did, but I am not what I did. said the good that I want to do I'm unable to do it the evil I don't want that's what I always find myself if that is the case then it is not Paul doing it there is something going on so pastor people know and there is a struggling going inside of them That there is a better somebody in this person. Waiting for expression. That is why I'm guilty. That is why I feel guilty. Listen, if you don't have a conscience, your conscience has been seared with a hot iron, then you won't feel guilt. And I have deliberately and intentionally said it over and over and over because I want you to go out and have a positive guilt in your life. Because listen, without that, repentance is impossible. 
possible. You cannot repent if you don't have that guilt in you. That is why some of you, your liberation is in the simple fact that you will humble yourself and say, I am sorry. That is where you'll be liberated. But as far as you, as long as you are so proud and so arrogant and you don't think that you ever do anything, there are people that think they have never and can never be wrong. You are not God. Can I just teach? I, I, I'm looking at, listen, one of the most powerful scriptures you ever read in your life is Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18 and 19. Please give it to me, media. This is God speaking to humanity. Come now. Now. Come when? Come when? Come when? Not tomorrow. Don't leave church this resurrection Sunday. Some of you don't have to give your life to Jesus. You just have to rededicate your life to Jesus. But God says, come now and let us reason to... Can you imagine? This is why I love this God and not Allah. This is a relational God that knows that somebody is struggling and said, hey, come. Let us reason together. Talk to me. What happened? How did you get this low? How did you miss it so badly? Talk to me. Listen, Minister Mark, it is not the sin itself that kills us. It is our attempt to hide it from God. Are your shoes okay? You can stand for a while. Yes. Okay. I have to be kind. You know. I'm sorry, I can't finish the message. I'll finish it on Wednesday. Because I, 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 I really have to. I'll finish it. But I don't want to keep you longer than is necessary. God says, come let us reason. Can you imagine God sitting down with men to reason? Now, now pastor, where does my brain level, where, how far can it go for me to reason with God? But that is how amazing God is. He says, I, I know you don't even know what you are dealing with, but come talk to let, let's let's have a conversation. It's a good place to put your hands together. That God will invite a man, and God knows you are messed up, you are wrong, you blew it, you are guilty. He said, Come talk to me. Let's let's have a conversation. I he said, he says this. Though your sins are like scarlet. And they shall be as white as what? Somebody say, I am set free. If it's be though as as like scarlet, you shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson. They shall be as what? Wool. Not the wool that you wear. Have you seen wool in its original state? So pure. So white. So beautiful. He said the problem you are struggling is that you have refused to come. And come reason with me. I have the remedy. But I'm not going to push it on you. You come. Last Wednesday you heard and I want to repeat it. Listen. The worst sinner is the most welcome to this church. I have gone, had opportunity to preach in many churches in this city. I don't know, come to think, not to brag about it or anything, but I think I'm the one African that has spoken in almost every nationality church here. Just the grace of God. And anytime I go and I have a problem, I tell them, listen, all the bad ones you don't like, send them to me. Send them to me. We are recycling people. We are picking the bad ones. 
and making good out of them. Because the God we serve is in the business of remaking people. Ah, am, I, am, I, am I okay? Am I in CCC? God is rebuilding. He said, I went to the potter's house and I saw the potter making something. And the thing the potter was making was mad in the potter's hands. And he said, Ah! Can, is it possible to be murder when you are in the will of God? Yes, 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 yes. It is possible to go wrong when you haven't done no wrong. But Bible tells me that he made it again. Another vessel. You see, I, I studied a little bit of English, right? I may not sound it, but trust me, I did. <laughs> and I know that if it is again, it means it looks like the original. If it is another, it is different from the original. But Bible said he made it again another. I'm not sure what he did. Whether it is again or another. You know why it is? Because people will see you and say, ah, is he not the one who blew it? And everything. Oh, no, no, that one, that one, that one, we hear she's a man, so. No, no, but it looks like her. So we don't know, is it again or another? That is what God can do. What you see today is the work of the... You know I don't sing, so when I do that, you help me out. scriptures and I'll get out of your way. Zechariah chapter 3 verse 1 to 5. He says, then he showed me Joshua. Who? The high priest. He showed me who? Joshua. Who is Joshua? The high priest. 
standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing by. Where is Oga Johnson? He's downstairs. He's busy. I need a tall, big somebody. Where, where are you? Oh God, there comes, there comes Oga. Oh no, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know. I don't even know the man's name. Then I'm going to harass him like that. I'm sorry. Oga, oh come. For the purposes of the illustration, you are Satan. Give him a mic. We are going to act. And you better be good. I know Nigerians have produced some of the best actors in Africa. No, no, for fact, for a fact. It's true. It's, it's, no, no joke. That one isn't a joke. It's true. Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest. For purposes, you are high priest today. You are not even happy that you are high priest. She, she wants Satan. <laughs> this is how the high priest their robes looks like. Pure white. Beautiful. She qualifies, eh? Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm prophesying. I don't even know. When the master robed her, Joshua, the high priest, this is how wonderful she looked. And here, in front here, is gold. With a turban around her, her, the head. And on that turban is written, holiness unto God. But Bible says that on this very day, the high priest was standing before Jehovah God. And he says, and Satan also stood by. And Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him. So come here. No, 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 you stay there. Okay. Satan. Standing at the right hand. Guilty. To oppose him. Yes. Guilty. Talking about everything that he has done wrong. You stole that money the other day. Guilty. <laughs> Guilty. You wrote curses on your sister. Guilty. You are guilty. guilty. Father, Keeps you going have on. To go to hell. Guilty. guilty. You will have to go to hell. You are guilty. Now, hold it. Let's go. Keep going. Go to verse number two. And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you. As he was raising the accusation, Joshua didn't have to say anything. Sometimes don't say anything. Let God fight for you. We'll get there. We'll get there. Now, the reason why all of this is going on is this. This is what God left him with. Right? By the time he is standing here, this is what now she looks like. Every stain you can think of. She has found a way to put it on herself. And the accuser is accusing her. Guilty. Guilty. Guilty as charged. Don't worry. She'll talk about all the girls' things. Don't, don't worry. She's fine. Adultery. Adultery. Guilty. Fornication. You are guilty. guilty. Lies. You are guilty. guilty. Gossip. You are guilty. Jealousy. Envy. And God stops in and says, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. The Lord who has chosen her rebuke you. A 
he says to Satan, don't you know that this is a brand that has been plucked from the fire? Don't you know I have delivered her? If you delivered her, why is she guilty? He says, go to verse number three. Now Joshua was clothed with guilty garments because Joshua, the high priest, was guilty. Was guilty. He did it. Everything the accuser of the brethren is saying, she did it. And so when Joshua stands and can't say anything, it is because she's guilty. And here comes the accuser going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And her lawyer steps in and says, the Lord rebuke you. How dare you say such things about my servant? How dare you say something like that about my, my handmaiden? How dare you say something that I have plucked out of fire? How dare you? Both of you, please come. And with a filthy garment and was standing before the angel. But the story gets better. Verse number three. Then he answered and spoke to those who stood by him. The two of you. He said, take away the filthy garments. This is God speaking. No, no, no. Take away the original one I put on her. Take that one to away. Take it away. And then he said to him, he said, see, I have removed your iniquity from you. Somebody, God sent me to tell you, you are free. But if that story ended just here, it would still have been a wonderful story. But and the whole time, Satan is standing watching. Take it, the filthy garment away from him. And then he says this. And to him he says, see, I've removed your guilt from you. And I will clothe you with rich robes. Am I preaching the gospel? Once upon a time, I just had some robes on. I just had some royal uh, uh, priestly robes on. And I messed it up. And I blew it. And God said, listen, I'm going to make you better than before. I'm going to shame the devil for you. I have taken the filthy one away. I am go going to just put another robe on you. I'm going to put some rich robes on you. Please, there's a rich robe there. Please get it. This is your story today. This is how you are walking out of here today. He says to them, dress him up, dress her. When she comes to church tomorrow and she's dancing and she's radical and she's jumping around you may not understand her you will never understand her dance until you know what god has done for her i have removed your iniquity from you and i have clothed you with rich robes come on put ourselves together for jesus says that whoever the son shall set free is free indeed you are free indeed you are free indeed you are free indeed you are free indeed all charges have been dropped somebody shout yes can i can i give you one more text Job 22 verse 30. Job 22 verse 30. And I'll leave you. We'll continue on Wednesday, I promise you. Job 22 and verse 30. He says, he will even deliver the one who is not innocent. 
God said, listen, for the nonsense you did, I am not only going to have her have the old clothes, I'm putting better ones on her. You shouldn't have messed with her in the first place. What the enemy meant for evil, God turned it around for good. You are better off after today. Because after today, yes, you are guilty. But I came to announce to you, you are free because the Son has set you free. Somebody shout, yeah! My friends, I pray that today's broadcast will enable and empower you to live a life of impact. God has a life of impact for you. Keep on making impact. I'm out of time. I've got to leave you, but I'll see you next time. Until then, continue impacting your generation. Thank you again for your support. Take care, my friends. You are here to positively impact your generation. Shalom.